just want to uh, give you this real quick here. I want to talk about the Holy Spirit and humility. And um, if you'll turn your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 5. And this is real short, real, real, real short. Um, but this passage, I, I, let me say this thing, and, and, and there's a top five things the church needs. But it's hard to argue that humility is not near the top of the list. The, the vanquishing of pride, pride is the open gate for nearly every sin in our lives. And you don't have to be hyper and loud mouthed to be struggling with pride. Pride entered the human race with Eve and Adam by the chief of pride, the devil. Read Ezekiel chapter 28, verse 17 specifically. And the devil, a good angel, became proud on account of his own beauty, and then he rebelled. I'm telling you, pride is at the headwaters of all the chaos and death you see on the planet right now. It came from pride. And then it was that disease was, was, was infected. It came into Garden of Eden. Eve allowed it and Adam. And then they became proud and disobeyed God and been birthed in a proud race ever since. And so... There's so much in the scriptures about the dealing with this issue of, of, of repenting of pride and of moving into humility. Humility is the core of the kingdom. Love is, love's huge. <laughs> I'm not competing these terms, but just for the, for the night, let me say, but humility is huge. You do not interact with the Holy Spirit outside of the realm of humility. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. It's a law, and so let's read about that here in First uh, Peter chapter, uh, yeah, let's begin in verse, what verse do I want to start with? Verse 5, verse 5, it says, clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another, for God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble, out of Proverbs, that came from Solomon's supernatural wisdom. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him. Because he cares for you. Be sober-minded. This is connected to this. Be watchful. For your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of sufferings are being experienced by the brotherhood throughout the world. This phrase, this teaching by Peter is essential in that he's lifting up this wisdom from Solomon. God opposes the proud gives grace to the humble. Another way to say this is, being in a culture of pride quenches the Holy Spirit in your life. Being in a culture of humility, it, it, it like it accentuates it. It makes you available. It, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a welcome to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit moves through a humble people. And this is essential if you're going to have a life walking in the Spirit. So, the primary culture of the Adam life that you all inherited at the beginning is pride. It's pride at the headwaters. The primary culture of the Christ life that we get through our redemption, the new creation, is humility. If you want to know the priority of this, and again, I'm going to just go off on this, but I'm going to do it really brief. But read the Sermon on the Mount and see where Jesus starts his sermon. What's he honoring the most? Blessed are the great speakers. Blessed are the really smart, for theirs is the... (laughs) Blessed are the poor in spirit, for this is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn. Number two, seriously, they'll be comforted. Blessed are the meek. Who gets to rule the earth? The meek. 
Jesus makes this part everywhere, and his boys have trouble getting it. The 12 are arguing all the time, even bringing their mama sometimes to say, can we sit at the right and the left hand? That's worse than me wanting to have a big ministry. I'm just, I'll, I'll work this out with James and John. But they wanted in the eternal kingdom to be at the right and the left. That's big stuff. And he's like, you have no idea what you're asking. And he kind of alludes to their martyrdom that they're going to die like him. And he says, God is the one who exalts and will appoint that thing. So his humility, I love this by Andrew Murray, and I'll end with this. His humility, Jesus was the most humble, Jesus was the most humble man that ever walked the planet. He came in pure humility his, his, the virgin birth, the incarnation, it's all just shockingly humble for Yahweh to do what he did. And it says, I love Andrew Murray in his book on humility. Please get it and read it slowly. But he says, his humility is our salvation and his salvation is our humility. And what he means by that is this. He humbled himself so he could save us all and by saving us all, he's restored us to a life of humility. Humility is now an option for you prideful people, me too. We can have it in Christ. It restores us back to this place of humility. And I, I just want to say, I, I've struggled as a testimony, and I'm going to move on to you, Cuba. But I, am, I have struggled. I've, I love Jesus, and I live in a human body as a Westerner in America, filled with pleasure. And, and, and anyway... And I have struggled mostly about, oh, my lust, oh, my greed, oh, my this or that. And the Lord spoke clearly to my heart one day about 10 years ago and said, you think your primary problem is lust and greed. I'll tell you from my evaluation what the primary issues are. It's perpetual pride and frequent fear. Then you have periodic lust. and <laughs> That was stunning to me. Because the Lord got from the, out from the things all men look at to the real core issues of my heart. That I walk in perpetual pride and frequent fear is really what has been the plague of my life as I've walked out sanctification in my life. And I say that to you to say this. Keep your eye on the bullseye. <laughs> Don't watch out. The enemy wants you distracted working on good things and you not seeing the root that's so rotten. And the root that's so rotten, the thing I feel the worst about in 54 years on the planet, and I know I'm forgiven by the blood of Jesus, I'm not dealing with that, but the thing I feel the most conviction about is my self-obsession. How are they thinking of me? How am I feeling? How did they treat me? How are they? I just, it's self-obsession. It's been pride. From the, big, from the cradle to where I'm at now, it's the primary addiction so because of that, I'm asking the Lord to give me grace. God, let me resist pride like it's the devil it is. And release, teach me humility so I can move into agreement with your spirit. Amen? So God bless your people. Bring a revival. God, just break pride off the body of Christ. And all the delusions of pride about meetings and what makes a good meeting. A I'm just, it's so satiated all we do. And I just pray for humility, deep humility a revival of humility in all of our hearts so that we can walk in agreement with you, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen and amen.